Hello listeners, and welcome to Chasm Converses. My brand new song, Benevolence, with my metalcore band back in Adelaide, Kazrin, has just come out, and you can hear that right now, wherever you stream your songs and wherever you watch your videos, because it's also on YouTube as a lyric video, which we've posted the other day, which is really, really exciting. So do get on that. It also features Falter from Adelaide, who was nice enough to feature on the song with us. It was so awesome working with him. Thank you so much again for featuring. Check it out, because yeah, he has got a boss of a voice. And today, I am doing Q&A 2 with Chasm. So, I have some questions and stuff here that um, some of you guys have asked me, which is really, really cool. I cannot wait to uh, ask them and get into that. The last time I did uh, a Q&A with Chasm was in April, I believe, of this year. And I'd been in London for maybe about two months at that point. And now it is the end of August. And I have been here for six months. And that is fucked. I cannot believe that I've been here for six months. That's insane. Even more crazy than that, this podcast has been going for seven months. So, damn, like, holy shit, seven months of Chasm Converses. Just wonderful. I'm so happy that, you know, we've gotten as far as we have with the people that we've got. And for right now, it's really nice just to have a conversation and an episode where I can sort of come back and forth with you guys and tell you some stuff that maybe you want to know um, and go from there, which is going to be really exciting. So, Let's uh, let's crack into it. I've had a very big day at a brand new job, working in the middle of the English countryside, um, lifting things and drilling holes in things. So this is going to be a very fun time. At the end of the day conversation. I have my madri with me, which is a beer that looks like it's Spanish, but actually it's brewed in Yorkshire. And lots of English people over here say that yeah, oh. Madri's is great Spanish beer. It's like, well, actually, it's brewed in Yorkshire, so it's not incredibly Spanish. They might use certain Spanish tendencies in the beer itself to make it seem more Spanish, but it, it's brewed here. It's no big secret. It's brewed here. And I will tell every single person who comes up to me while I'm working at the bar and say, yeah, it's, it's not brewed. It's not, it's not brewed in Spain. It's brewed here. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, man, have a look. <laughs> Check out your research. Anywho, let's launch into these questions, eh? Let's have a good time. So... Um, we have got, oh, from my good friend Stella in Mount Gambia in Australia, South Australia. What is it like recording in another country? She is referring to me recording vocals for Kazrin, um, with the new track Benevolence, which I did record over here, um, in London. The first time I've ever recorded something overseas, which has been just like, oh, it was a dream of mine for a long time to do that. And it was really cool doing it. It was also very scary because it was the first time that I've actually recorded in front of a bunch of people who I didn't know. And there was about, yeah, three random people in that room that obviously had to hear me scream and record and all that sort of thing. So that's actually quite intimidating. I've been so used to doing it around people I know, like Jack, Hartley, back in Adelaide, and Travis, Rory, my bandmates. Um, definitely Sam Upton because he's been on, involved in a lot of my music. Um, but, yeah, doing that was like – it was very uh, – it was it was quite confronting in a way. Um, it was good though. I was able to talk to quite a few of them before we started and – kind of get to know them all and, and have a nice conversation and that, which was really good. But um, yeah, no, it was it was so much fun to be able to do that and record those tracks and stuff. I think um, that, I mean, for me personally, um, my vocal performance is not 
incredible in my own opinion. Um, and there were sort of like little sort of issues that we found with like, you know, the recording and how it sort of came out and all that sort of stuff as well that we had to sort of remedy around to fix up and to sort of do the best we can with what we had. And that's kind of what we did. And it still sounds as well as it does, which is good as well. So, um, but yeah, it was a, obviously the first time that we've recorded vocals overseas and the rest of the song in Adelaide. So the, you know, the cross overseas sort of recording of, the song, it was our first kind of attempt at doing that. So now that we've done that, it's kind of cool that we can kind of be like, yeah, all right, so we've, we've seen what's, what works and we know what we have to do next time and um, and we can sort of grow it all from there. So it's very exciting. Um, but no, I've always wanted to sort of record music over here in London, um, even just like overseas in general. And to be able to do that is actually just awesome. It's a massive tick off like, you know, the list of things in my life that I would like to do. And, ho- and hopefully there's more recording uh, to do over here and even across the world, which would be so sweet just to go and do different things in different places and all the rest of it. So thank you for your question. It was wonderful, Stella. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Thoughts overall on the Crows season without having any... Uh, without having every opportunity to watch the games. So that is from my friend Sam and uh, Sam Burns. He uh, played guitar for Kazarin while we were doing some live stuff and I hope he still will do some guitar for us um, when we uh, do another show, hopefully in March, because I am going to be coming back for his wedding, which is also going to be incredibly exciting. Um, but yeah, so for uh, for the English listeners who don't know anything about the AFL, basically that's the game where... Um, there's a bunch of players on the field who run around wherever they like with a ball um, and kind of just like, it's almost like a big free for all sport and it's confusing. Um, but there are a lot of goals. There's more goals in a game than you would get in any other game that you have over here. So that's sort of where the excitement lays, lies, I suppose. Um, but no, uh, so Adelaide, the Adelaide Crows, obviously my biggest, my team that I've enjoyed watching since I was little. Um, and obviously Sam is a good supporter of them as well. Um, in, in my, in my opinion of their season, I, <laughs> so naive because like, I didn't realize that I could actually watch games over here. My, the, where I currently live and where I've been living for the last six months actually has Sky Sport, which shows AFL games every now and then. And I didn't really become accustomed to this until halfway through the season. So, um, you know, my team, the Crows started much better at the start of the season. I actually won a bunch of games that I just didn't see because I didn't think I could. And so I tuned in at the second part of the year and watched a bunch of games where they should have won and they came so close to winning and then they didn't win. So plenty of, you know, shouting at the couch and remembering back to the old times of sitting at home with my dad and having some beers and just yelling at the TV and my brother being there as well. And even watching it with like, you know, obviously my friends, Michael and Sam too. And even being at the games, an experience I miss a lot actually. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, like it was so cool once I actually was able to watch games and uh, all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I think that... I mean, obviously, in my opinion, it's the best season that we've had since 2017. And that's based purely on the fact that we finished higher on the ladder than we have in the last, you know, four or five years, six years. Oh, no. Yeah, six years-ish. Um, so that's a massive, massive positive. Um, I think that even though, obviously, we didn't make the finals, it would have been amazing if we had made the finals. We probably should have made the finals because... I think we had nine or 10 games where we lost by under a goal, which is just insane, like insane, especially because we were most of the times there against teams that were actually in the top eight or in the top four who were obviously much higher than what we were. Um, You know, Melbourne, I think we lost to Collingwood twice by under a goal. Um, And I think Brisbane was in there as well at some point too. 
and even like obviously Sydney um, a couple of weeks ago with that whole goal thing was another opportunity that you know obviously sucked. But yeah, it's 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 definitely a bit of a bit of pill a bit of pill to swallow. Um, but and I can understand especially how much more frustrating the fans who watch the games every week and who have been to you know the games and stuff every week must be as well. I've sort of been a bit free flowy this season, not really being able to tune in as much as I would like to. Um, but even so, I'm still sort of kind of like so happy and very, very impressed with everything that we have done this year uh, because, as I said, it's such a huge improvement. And so, like, next year we should make the finals. There's no there's, – there's really no excuse if we don't make the finals next year because we've, you know, we've matched all those higher teams that were above us who are now playing finals. We've come within a goal of so many. We've got in front of so many of them, like, you know, for majorities of the games that we had with them. Um, and so I think, you know – get another year out of the players who are starting to really do well, like Rankin and Rochelle and the Fords, like McAdam and, you know, all those players, even the ones now back that's changed heaps. I can't think of all their names currently, but, um, you know, get another year out of them. And I think they'll sort of click into a lot more of what they're doing. I think Nick's is in a good spot to stay doing what he's doing because everyone seems to really enjoy his his stuff and that, and, and he's progressing, you know, they're, they're progressing, they're getting better. So you don't want to interrupt that sort of that system. You want them to get used to the person that they're with and actually let him carry them on. And in, but in the past, the Crows have been really bad with that. The fact that, you know, they've let a coach go after two years of not making the finals, they just like shelf him straight away. And then they have to, the players have to learn somebody else now to learn from. And I guess like, obviously with, you know, any kind of sport, it's the same sort of thing. Like football over here, you know, if you've got a coach and you give him three seasons and you cut him because he's terrible, he's not making any progress or whatever, then now someone else comes in and sometimes that can be good or sometimes like the players now have to get used to somebody else being in their ear and and it's sort of, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a dynamic that has to be kind of on the right point. But I think with them, they've got a really good dynamic and they're starting to be really, really good. So um, I obviously miss the games a lot. I, I, I hope that I can see at least one game when I come back next year because that'd be sweet. Um, but no, I'm very happy with how they've been chugging along so far this year. Um, and I think next year they'll be even better. So yeah, and it's good that I can kind of watch the games over here as well. Sky Sport's great. Sky Sport is fucking sweet, man. Like, I mean, obviously you don't get every AFL game, but you get enough and obviously no ads or anything like that either. So I can't remember the last time I watched free TV and I don't think I ever will ever again because it's just so it's so out of my system now to watch free TV. But even so, uh, the next one is, who is your favorite podcast guest so far and why is it me? Ah, oh, what a great question from my good friend, Josh McCauley. Of course you're my favorite, Josh. <laughs> he is the man who's been photographing me for many, many years with wrestling and, 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 and chasm stuff and Kazarin stuff. And if you see a photo of me that looks anywhere near professional, most of the time it's Josh who has taken it. So if anyone wants Josh to take photos of you, please go to him because he will do some good shit. And he, make, he makes videos now too, actually. So, you know, he can make you a video and stuff and all that kind of thing. So don't be afraid. Go ask Josh. Um, but no, obviously the, the podcast I did with Josh was awesome. I think that I think you were like the fourth or fifth person that I had a podcast with back when I was in Adelaide and I had only just decided that I wanted to do a podcast and so I just started banking episodes just relentlessly and that just meant driving to people's houses and just or driving to their studios and just chatting with them about stuff, which was lots of fun. So um yeah, no, it's I've had so many really cool guests and it's it's been so fucking cool to just even be able to do this and the fact that i'm still doing it and even now at the moment there's a, it's 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 progressing in a very strange kind of way um that i guess the listeners and people will kind of start to kind of see they might catch on to um in the next couple of weeks with uh the more guests that i have um 
but yeah, it's sort of progressed in a quite an exciting way. Um, and I'm very happy with all the people that I've had on so far. Obviously, I've had chemistry with some that have been so many, so much better than others, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy those ones. They were still really, really good and still awesome. I mean, whenever I have someone on, it's because I want to know more about them and learn more about what they do and because I have an interest in them. And I'm like, yeah, these people, this person sounds cool. I want to talk to them more about themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like the earlier ones I did with, you know, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, like the one I did with Rory was so cool because that's just, you know, two friends just literally having a banter chat for 50 minutes without even really having a track of the fact that a podcast is going on. And I had that same energy with Tosh. But, you know, that's because we've been talking and doing that kind of thing for years, like in and out of bands. Well, in a band, but like obviously like, you know, from high school all the way through from nine years, like um, that as well. And so um, the online stuff was always quite was always quite fun too. Like the stuff that I'm doing at the moment, it's, it's, it's allowed me to literally talk to anyone in any space of the world, which just allows me, which means that, you know, if I ask, sometimes I'll get a yes or I'll get a no. If I get a yes, that's like the best thing in the world. Um, if they're going to know, it's like, all right, it's fine. I don't care. Like, you know, some people are going to tell you no. So after a while, he's going to be like, yeah, okay, you don't want to do it. It's chill. I'll ask somebody else. Um, but like, yeah, I think one of the best yeses I got was from the podcast that is currently my favorite. And that was the one with Emmy because that was just, that just all came together just so well and kind of unexpectedly as well. Um, and it was the one that I was the most nervous for. Because I get, I, it's weird. I get nervous before podcasts start. When I was going over to people's houses, when I first started to do it, I wasn't really that nervous because they were my friends and I was basically just going over to their house and just having a chat with them about life pretty much. You know, most of the time it was their life. So it wasn't too difficult or it wasn't too hard and it was always fascinating to do so. But over here, talking to people online, there's always that moment when the Zoom sort of starts to connect and you kind of get a little bit of a, oh God, I hope this doesn't, I hope this goes well. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's Yeah, you get those sort of like those little tingles and those butterflies and you're kind of like, oh man, like I really hope this goes okay because uh, I'm sort of panicking right now, especially with people that you don't know. Um, and I've start, I've done podcasts now with people that I've literally never met before. Uh, you know, Kirsten Adams, uh, Kristen Adams, the one that was literally um, the, the lady that I talked to most recently, who's absolutely wonderful. I had never met her until that podcast. And that was a huge stepping stone for me because that's just such a, that's a situation I've never been in to have a 30 minute conversation with somebody that you've never met. And it was so cool and it went so well. Um, but the Emmy one was, is currently um, my favorite purely for the fact that um, she was mentioned in this podcast by kind of other people. And the fact that she has such an influence in the Australian music scene, um, and yeah, it just came literally from her, uh, sharing a reel that I did with Luke Ganio from down and out after she was on their song, lost and exposure, which is an amazing song. You should listen to it. Um, and then after that happened, I was like, Oh shit, no way. This is crazy. And then, you know, I just decided I'd be like, Hey, why don't you ask her? And then before my brain could say, oh, I don't know, that's enough. That's enough. It's a good idea. I'd already written the message. I'd already sent it. So <laughs> it was already done. And as I said, when they say yes, and she said, yes, I was like, Oh shit, that's crazy. And the cool thing about it was that it was like a two week, it was a two week plan in progress. So, you know, we, we had to like sort of schedule time to both do it. Cause we were both quite busy, but it was like a planned thing for about two weeks until it's finally started to happen. And I still have a video of myself before the podcast started just recording myself, just saying like, I'm about to have a chat with this girl, Emmy, and I am freaking out. I hope it goes well. And the best thing about it was that as soon as 
she came on the screen and started talking and I started talking to her, it just clicked. Like there was just, it was just easy. It was, I mean, I have a big sister and she now has two daughters. So I'm like, you know, a two time uncle, which is awesome. But if I had a second big sister and that big sister just liked all the same shit that I liked, that is pretty much how I look at my conversation with Emmy. It was like having a conversation with someone like that. And it was just, it was so cool and so easy and so flowy that it just, yeah, it was just so, so enjoyable. Um, but yeah, as I said, I've liked a lot of the podcast guests that I've had on. I've, they're, they're all just so awesome. Even like, you know, Dash A Day and Aliki Katryu, so cool. Like just amazing the fact that I ever got that, that, that either of them either they even said yes to wanting me to like, you know, have conversations with them. Um, but currently Emmy is my favorite. But as I said, we're only 32 podcasts in now. So there's plenty, plenty more to come. And I still love yours too, Josh. Okay. We have got, ooh, if you had a chance to make a song with one musician, dead or alive, who would it be? From my good friend Dasha Day, who is currently in Dubai, that I'm very jealous about. She got to ride a camel today, and I was like, wow, that looks sick. On the beach, too. And, like, you know, it's proper sunny over there, like, real sun and just, like, awesome right now. So I'm super, super jealous. I'd love to be in Dubai at some point. I mean, I think – I can't remember. No. I don't think I've ever been in Dubai. I'm trying to think when the plane came over, if I was in Dubai or not. I think I was, but maybe it's in the airport. But either way, um, it's a very, very good, uh, very, very good, um, a very, very good question. Um, let me think about that myself. Um, I would, there's so many musicians that I love and that's just like, damn man, like even behind me, like literally not that direction, this direction, I've got like, you know, to mention uh, Jonathan Davis, Courtney LaPlante on like, just up there because they're sort of my big influences at the moment. And a lot of them have been my influences forever. I would love to do a song with Tim Minchin, but I don't think I would be clever enough to go along with his quirkiness. Um, obviously I would love to have one to do one with Courtney, because she's got an amazing voice and, you know, I try and mirror my own clean vocals off of hers. And even like, Oh, John Davis would be an absolute dream to have a song with him. Cause like, corn man, I just, ah, uh, even when I have like the dreadlocks and stuff, we have like the whole blackface going on. Like we are, oh, that'd be so cool. Even, ah, oh, it's, yeah, it's really hard to say. I think one that I would really like to do is um, I would love to perform with Howard Jones or have him on a track just come, like, just from the old Kill Switch Engage, uh, uh, Kill Switch Engage days just because they were such a huge influence to me just growing up and I absolutely loved his vocals and, like, yeah, that would be an absolute dream to just sort of, like, you know, perform with him and or like you know write a song with him or have an influence of him on even especially on a Kazran song because like you know obviously we are born and bred like kill switch mad fans so yeah that'd be freaking awesome to do um i'd absolutely love to do that that'd be sick but yeah even like i wonder who i could do like dad it's, it's such a cool it's i know it's such a cool question it really makes one think especially when one's mind is kind of empty at the moment and it's not really circulating a lot of brilliant ideas I would love to make a song with Howard Jones. That'd be so cool. But again, there are so many different options. Again, even John Davis. I'd love to make a song with John Davis. That'd be fucking awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be so cool. I'd love that. This has been really cool. I've enjoyed answering these questions that I got. Um, And even doing this. I was very busy this week doing another Chasm review, which you can actually see right now um, with Miss Sharma of Horizon. Um, So that was a lot of fun doing that with her. Um, speaking through their new song Damaged, uh, which you can obviously hear on your streaming services and watch their video on YouTube as well. 
And you can watch the Chasm Review, which is available on YouTube right now, so you can see that as well. And yeah, this has been really fun. And yeah, I'm enjoying my time over here still, and it's really, really good. Thank you as well, obviously, for listening to the podcast continuously. It uh, it's, it's, uh, helps, and it's, uh, you know, it makes me feel really happy that people are listening and like to sort of, you know, hear me talk to people that I haven't met and people that I have met that I don't know much about that I want to learn more about. So it's exciting, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in to this short uh to this short episode and i do appreciate you guys listening so thank you so much uh next week there'll be a brand new guest uh i won't tell you who it is but you'll find out soon enough so uh come back next week tune in and uh leave a rating and review for the podcast if you would like um subscribe to me on youtube instagram all that kind of stuff and uh i'll have more for you next week on chasm converses next week new podcast new guest make sure you're tuning in i'll see you then